Thanks for joining us for this special prophetic update from Kent Christmas Ministries International. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted by this powerful and anointed message. And now, here's Pastor Kent Christmas. Well, good evening. Uh, thank you for taking time out to spend time with me. And uh, we're just going to break the word of the Lord tonight. And so, uh, this really came to me in prayer. Uh, I think it probably deals with one of the oldest questions that Christians ask. I'm not sure even now that everybody really has the understanding. And so tonight I'm not telling you that I'm going to give you the full understanding of this question. But I think that I can give you some, some help that will maybe help you navigate through where you are. Because I know that so many of you are in such difficult places. A lot of you are fighting cancer and issues with your children and so much that, that you write me about. And I wish that I could touch every one of you physically and put my hands on you, but I can't. And so um, I, I pray the word of the Lord tonight will help you. And I, I want to read some scripture to you out of the book of Psalms. And um, the writer says this, Truly God is good to Israel even to such as are of a clean heart. He said, but as for me, my feet almost gone, and my steps had well nigh slipped. And this is why, and this is what a lot of us deal with. He said, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, and their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men, and Neither are they plagued like other men. They set their mouths against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. And they say, How doth God know, and is their knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world, and they increase in riches. He said, Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain, and I have washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastised every morning. And if I say I will speak thus, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. He said, I, I can't bring myself to understand why it seems like the righteous don't prosper and the wicked do. But this last verse I love, it's verse 17, he said, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. I, um, I think this, this came up in my spirit. Um, I think that sometimes we misunderstand uh, what we look at, we call blessing on people's lives that don't serve the Lord. Or people that are lukewarm, uh, don't have a prayer life, not very faithful to church, um, just just haphazard in their walk with God. And, you know, they got the best vacations, the best homes, they have the most money. And we look at them and we think, God, why... Why in the world do you bless them and you don't bless us? And this is, this is what I think. Sometimes what we think 
is blessing from God on people is really the reward of the devil for them advancing the kingdom of darkness. Uh, because the enemy, he does not have blessings. We know this. The Bible says he's a thief and he comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. So the enemy does not have blessings, but he does have rewards. And over the years, I have watched people who seem to be uh, the least spiritual. They cloaked themselves in religiosity or they were in ministry or they sang religious songs for a living and they just seemed to just really do well. And then you look at other people who are fasting and praying and going to church and it seems like all hell's come against them. We thank God, why are you blessing them and you're not blessing me? I want to challenge your thinking. It's not God blessing them because why would we think if God's no respecter of persons, why would we think that the favor of God and the blessing of God, the Lord would just look at these people that are violating His word, that create such a, a stigma with the gospel and say, hey, I want to bless you even though you're breaking all my commandments, but over here of those of you that are walking with me, um, sorry, you're on your own. It's not that way. And uh, the scripture, uh, I've got some verses here. Um, Matthew 19 and 23, it says that a rich man has difficulty entering into the kingdom of God. And I feel like I need to, at the very beginning, say this. There are a lot of people who are very wealthy, but they are on fire for God. So please do not misinterpret what I'm saying. But it's rare. It's very, in all my years of pastoring, the most powerful people that I generally have had the privilege of pastoring were those who did not have a whole lot in this life, but boy, they were sold out to God. And if you go back and you read the parable of the sower, and the Lord talks about, he said, there was one portion of seed, and he said, it did not prosper, he said, because the deceitfulness of riches choked out the word of God. And a lot of times, um, the wealth that, or the blessings that we have that makes us independent, that we don't need anybody else because we have enough money to achieve our own dreams and pay our own bills. Nobody can tell us what to do. If you're not careful, that thing will deceive you into thinking that you don't need God. You don't need to pursue the Lord. And that's why the Lord said this. He said it's very difficult for individuals who have a lot in this life to enter into the kingdom of the Lord. And sometimes the greatest blessings that God has ever given you and me our prayers that we prayed that he did not answer because he knew that if he would have answered that prayer and gave us what we requested that would have caused us to be separated from the Lord um, years ago I guess probably close to 40 years now I was pastoring a, a small church in uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't big, we didn't have much money, and uh, you know, I'd get up and preach to 40, 50 people, 
and uh, I had to work in the shipyards to help pay the bills, so it, it was a difficult time. And uh, prior to that, I had spent several years on the road evangelizing. And one of the churches that uh, I preached at uh, was a, a larger church, which was really unusual for me. Most of the churches and the revivals that I held were 20, 30 people, and uh, the offerings weren't great. And so it, for me personally, uh, it was just such a blessing to be able to hold a revival at this church. They had a beautiful sanctuary. Um, it, set, it set several hundred people. They probably had 250 people, which at that time was a very large church. It was paid for. They had a parsonage that was paid for. Uh, it was in uh, cow country. They gave you a whole beef every year. And um, so I'm pastoring this little church, and I'm struggling, and, and I'm not enjoying it. But I knew I was in the will of the Lord, and, and one day I got a call. And uh, the pastor that was over that church, he said, Brother Ken, he said, I'm retiring. And he said, I met with my board, and they unanimously asked that you be their pastor. And I thought, oh my, that's so great. You know, I, I, I can go somewhere where I have a large congregation, money won't be a problem, and um, a nice home to live in, I wouldn't have a rent, and so... I said, well, thank you, uh, Pastor. I said, you know, I want to pray about it, but inside, boy, I was just lit doing somersaults. I thought, how fast can I get out of here? I went to prayer, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, you can't go. And, uh, man, I, I struggled with that. I thought, that can't be right. And, I, and I, I asked the Lord, I said, you know, why can't I go? He said, you cannot go. So I waited a few days, and I called the pastor back, and I said, uh, I want to thank you for the invitation. I said, I can't get a release from the Lord to accept it. And he didn't really understand my decision. Uh, it wasn't long after that that circumstances in my life changed drastically. And as they began to happen, I realized that if I had taken that church, it would have been one of the worst mistakes I ever made for me personally and also for that church. And it was a prayer that God would not answer. And we think that the favor of the Lord is, is just answering our prayers and us prospering and having everything that we want. It's not always like that. Uh, I think that God is much more interested in your eternal destination than he is in your temporary situation that you're in. Uh, if we were honest with ourselves, we would look back and we would say, if God had given me everything I wanted, uh, I'll be transparent with you. Um, up until a couple years ago, we were so struggling here. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I was at that time 65 years old. I said, you know, um, most of my friends are retiring now, and I said, if I had the money, I'd retire. I said, I'm not enjoying ministry anymore. I'm tired of the struggle. And uh, I asked God to help me, and you know what? He didn't answer it. If God would have answered that prayer, and I would have retired, I would have missed out on what God is doing now, though at the time it seemed impossible. 
the enemy many times will bless people or he will reward them. Think about it. If, if there are churches across America that deny the power of the Holy Ghost, deny speaking in tongues, don't believe in healing, don't believe in deliverance, uh, watch anything you want in, in the movies and you can live together if you want and God just loves everybody. If that's what they are, don't you think that that advances the kingdom of darkness? Then no wonder the enemy is going to reward them with a tremendous amount of money, great facilities, no harassment. The, the government, the city is going to like them. Why? Because the enemy will reward anybody that advances the kingdom. And whenever you are advancing the kingdom of God, then the enemy will hate you. And most, I think it's in Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible Paul's talking about, he said, we have been blessed by God with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Um, I would like a, a bigger home. Me and my wife have believed God for that for probably 20 years. But whether it happens or not, does not have any impact now on my walk with the Lord. And Paul said this, he said, I've learned how to live in need and also to live in abundance. What he was saying was, I've learned that whether I have everything I want or life is a struggle, that neither one can separate me from my daily profession or my walk with the Lord. And um, riches... Uh, uh, in fact, wealth and, and abundance uh, will so deceive you. And I, I've, I've been around people who were not faithful to church, you know, maybe come once a month and, you know, football season, they're at every football game, they're not coming to church and you can't get them to be faithful to the house of the Lord. And you go out to lunch with them and just talk about, man, God's so blessing me and things are just going great. Uh, it's not God. Why would God give you something that would cost you your soul? Doesn't the scripture say this? What does a man profit if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? And I think that we're in a season now where we're watching it looks like the wicked are prospering and we thank God they don't have any problems and they have all the things that I, I would love to have. And we think, why would God bless him? God's not blessing. It has nothing to do with the blessing of the Lord. It's the reward of the, of the enemy. Because he will deceive people into thinking, because I have no problems or I have no issues, then the favor of God is upon me. Uh, didn't Paul say this? He said, I had a thorn in my flesh. And he said, I went to the Lord and I asked him three times, would he take it away? He said, God didn't answer that prayer, but he did tell me this. He said, Paul, he said, your strength is going to be made perfect in your weakness. And there are many of you right now that are challenged in a lot of areas. And you think, I'm, I'm committed to the Lord. Pastor, I'm doing everything I can to serve the Lord. I'm faithful. I'm tithing. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm going to church. Why is, this, why is this happening? Sometimes God will allow us to walk through seasons of weakness 
until we finally just fall on the rock and say, okay, Lord, I'm giving you me. And uh, a lot of times people want to give God money. They want to give God stuff. And God's saying, that's not what I want. I want you. I want you. And so I would encourage you um, to allow the Spirit of God to move in your spirit and, and give you strength in the Holy Ghost. That don't be as this writer. He said, Lord, my feet were slipping. And he said, the only thing that saved me was I got in the sanctuary and then I understood. He said, I understood that the wicked, whatever they have, is just a fleeting moment. We're just a few short years from the trumpet going to the lips of that angel and God having him blow it, and we're, we're leaving here. There is nothing that you're going through that is worth losing your faith over. And believers all over the world are walking through what you're walking through. Listen, it's fixing to get really good. I believe that God is getting ready to do some great things, not only in the spirit realm, but I believe in even the natural realm, that there are some things that God is getting ready to release to the house of the Lord. And so I would encourage you to know that God sometimes, his greatest blessings are not what he gives you, but what he withholds because it causes us to seek the face of the Lord. God orders our steps. He goes before us. He knows what you're getting ready to encounter. So Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I feel the pain in thy people. And Lord, I ask that there this be a spirit of understanding and, and comfort. Lord, begin to settle down upon your sons and daughters that are struggling. That God going through such valleys. But God, yea, though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, God, we will come out. And I pray that even right now that there will be a spirit of peace and a spirit of understanding as it was on David, Lord, on Asaph, when he walked into the sanctuary and saw your answers, Lord. Give your children hope tonight. God, give them peace that what they're going through, Lord, you will get them through this. You will come through in the midnight hour because you are God and you love us. So we call it done in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that you will not let our feet slip. I hope this has helped you tonight. I pray that God would use this word to encourage you. Lift up your heads, your redemption draweth nigh. Till I see you again, I love you. God loves you. And you're going to be strong. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org.